with your main chip Washington. When it comes to information, the main got an arsenal. Bring you up to speed with what you need. He's the local and nationwide news feed. Let's talk about it. Dialect to do something about it. Chip got the flow wide open if you got questions about it. Man, it's the show that brings you to your raw. To solve all problems, it starts with real talk. real talk. And here we go, here we go. On this Monday, it is April 11th. It is 6 p.m. And Real Talk Memphis is on the air. Very happy to have uh, you with us on this evening. Cloudy, blustery, and uh, looks like the beginning of about two or three days of some rain and some kind of ugly weather. And you know how we had a couple of weeks ago? It looked like we might be seeing that all over again uh, tonight and tomorrow and then into tomorrow night and then on Wednesday. So keep the umbrellas handy and just kind of keep yourself fastened to the ground if you can. I am your humble host, Chip Washington. Very happy to have you with us uh, this evening. The gang's all here. And uh, we are fired up and ready to go. We feel like we have a good show for you tonight. Uh, by the way, this is ladies' night. Uh, all the guests uh, tonight are ladies. And, uh, you know, we like to have that on the show. We're going to talk about a variety of uh, topics and subjects and everything else. By the way, uh, your Memphis Grizzlies are in the playoffs. They finished in the number two seed. And uh, they're going to be playing somebody on Saturday. Afternoon at 2.30 in the afternoon. We don't know yet. It depends on who wins the playing game. So more on that in the next couple of days. So I know I, I preempted myself. I put the sports up top. But, you know, you have to remember these things when you can remember these things. But uh, as I said, uh, we have a good show for you tonight. And speaking of the show and how you can be a part of and get a hold to the show, there are several ways to do that. Of course, we're on live right now, 91.7. On your FM dial, that's WYXR. You can also catch us on the WYXR app. You can catch us on the TuneIn app. Those are all live right now in real time. Uh, we are also on Facebook Live, so you can uh, check us out while we're doing our thing this evening. And a bit later on, we will post to YouTube. And as we are a podcast, once this show is posted tomorrow afternoon on the station website, you will be able to pick it up wherever you get your podcast. Sound like a good deal? Sounds like one to me. Uh, so listen, we are uh, you know into a, barely into a new month. And of course, uh, there are a lot of April babies out there. A lot of folks born in the month of April. And you know, we started a tradition on this show by acknowledging you, giving you the Real Talk Memphis shout out. 
because it is your birthday. And, you know, a lot of you like to post your, your birthday and make sure we all know uh, that you have made it uh, through the cycle for another year. So we're about to do that now. But I can't do that unless I say hit it, Lola. Happy birthday, happy birthday, happy birthday to all of you out there. Happy birthday is going out to Southern Girl by Nature. Happy birthday to you. Uh, Tamara Gatewood celebrating today, as is Will Ward, Chandra Carroll, Sharla Evett Thomas. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, Sandra Spence, Kenneth Poole, Grace Little Hinton, and Northley Christie. And there's also a special birthday that Lola is going to tell me about. What's her name? So Lola's daughter, Addison, is celebrating her 17th birthday. I asked Lola what it's like to have a 17-year-old now. She's just like, I just can't believe it. But anyway, her birthday is on Thursday, if I'm right. Thursday, uh, Addison's birthday is, and she's, she's been here a couple of times with her mom, so it's a very nice young lady. So happy birthday in advance to you, Addison, from all of us here at Real Talk. And for the rest of you out there, congratulations, happy birthday to you, and we'll join you next year, hopefully, and when you take that next trip around the sun. Thank you, Lola. So... There's a little bit of news to talk about. And, uh, of course, uh, we were all really stunned to hear about uh, the death of uh, NFL quarterback, Pittsburgh Steelers quarterback, Dwayne Haskins. Uh, he was in Florida working out with uh, some of the members of the team. And uh, apparently as he was leaving and heading uh, toward the airport near Fort Lauderdale, he pulled his car over and he started to cross over uh, the road uh, oncoming traffic was on the way, and he was hit and struck uh, by a dump truck, and he was killed. Uh, he was 24 years old, and uh, just a just a terrible, terrible uh, situation. Uh, not only for his uh, family and friends, uh, he was married uh, just about a year, uh, and uh, just just a big, big loss. So, you know, again, uh, condolences uh, to the family, friends, and colleagues and the players in the NFL who knew um, Dwayne Haskins uh, dead at 24, tragic uh, traffic accident in Florida. Uh, as we shift gears here, you know, I said last week it would be a really happy day if I didn't have to uh, talk about uh, some of the uh, more uh, disturbing events that uh, happened uh, here in the city that uh, we live in. Uh, Everybody's talking about the three people that were shot on Beale Street, the 300 block of Beale. Early Sunday morning, about 2 a.m. of those three people that were shot, one of them uh, is dead. Uh, they were all males. Apparently, two groups uh, beefing, didn't get along, guns were pulled. Now, you know, there's a police substation on Beale Street, and police officers actually got caught in the crossfire and I don't know I think I read where one of them might have gotten hit but I think he's going to be okay but here we go with this about a month ago we had a 15 and a 16 year old girl who were hanging out on Beale Street uh, got shot the 15 year old boy was killed the 16 year old girl was wounded and here we go a few weeks later you know another incident on Beale Street so now 
what is going to have to happen? What is going to have to happen uh, continually to keep us, you know, having to not be able to go out and celebrate and enjoy, you know, you know, wind downs and things like that? I mean, how do we how, how are we able to do any of this? Because we have to fear for our lives because folks don't understand uh, how to act. And everybody you see has a gun and they are just firing indiscriminately. It doesn't matter who you are. It doesn't matter what race you are. It doesn't matter what sex you are. It doesn't matter. It's just something that we do around here. An eight-year-old child in Marion, Arkansas is dead. And a woman, 24 years old, is facing a serious charges in connection to it. Uh, Shantaria Montgomery is her name. And she has been arrested and charged with first-degree murder and terrorist acts and a whole lot of other things. Uh, so, uh, th- and apparently they were using these things called splatter balls, splatter ball guns. Sound like paint guns to me. I guess that's what that, that, that may be. Uh, but it started out that way. Then somebody pulled out a real weapon and fired and an eight-year-old boy, child, uh, was killed. So, you know, once again, uh, we have to uh, deal with the tragic and terrible situations. Uh, Have you noticed in various parts of the city that illegal dumping seems to be rather a bigger issue than it has been in recent memory? Folks just taking garbage out, trash out, and dumping them in the fields out in East Memphis. A lot of folks, you drive by various locations and you can see all the garbage, tires, and and just just a real, really bad situation. Now, uh, the uh, city council uh, has been addressing that uh, particular situation, and they addressed it uh, last week in the meeting. And uh, you know, many of the uh, city councilmen say that, uh, that what they have seen is uh, some of the dirtiest areas in town, as dirty as, it, as it's ever been uh, from illegal dumping. Uh, one of the councilmen said uh, they are just appalled by what they're seeing, as are the rest of us. And uh, the city of Memphis is charged with this, the Public Works Department. Uh, They said that last year they picked up more than, get this, 48,000 bags of litter and 118,000 old used tires. That was last year. This year is even more than that. So, you know, again, out of hand, getting ridiculous. And uh, the city council is like, you know, the old TV thing where the guy said, clean it up. I think that was Richard Ransom. That was his line. Uh, So, yeah, it's getting real serious out here now. Ketanji Brown-Jackson has been um, selected and appointed as the first black female ever appointed to the Supreme Court. She will take the bench sometime in July after a vote uh, by uh, the Senate last week. So congratulations to Ketanji Brown Jackson. If you saw her, uh, you know, her kind of an acceptance speech uh, that she gave the day after with the president and the vice president, it was very moving, very touching. Uh, she is the first, and I'm sure, and I pray and I hope that she won't be uh, the last. Um, earlier today, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, is the first big, large city in this country to Yes, reinstitute an indoor mask policy because cases of the BA2 variant are starting to spread in this country. And uh, not that they have overwhelming numbers, but they're trying to put a cap on it before. And if it might, you know, get out of hand, they're trying to stop it before it does. 
Uh, we're pretty flat here in Shelby County right now. Doesn't mean that there aren't cases out there. It just means that the numbers are very, very low right now. But of course, um, the Shelby County Health Department keeps a watch on it every single day. And hopefully it'll stay this way for a while since we are in spring and we're starting to, you know, folks are getting out and doing things. And I got to be honest with you, there is absolutely no way that anybody's going to have the appetite to go back to where we were in terms of these masks and things like that. I keep mine. I tell you right there, I got mine. There's mine right there. You see it right there? Um, you know, just in case, because you never know what you don't know. Uh, let's see here. Do I have anything else? Oh, by the way, um, my guest list tonight, one of the biggest things that we uh, talk about in terms of folks getting second chance opportunities, you know, there are many people who have, uh, you know, uh, befallen in terms of the criminal justice system, uh, been in jail, but they also want to uh, be able to, you know, when they come out and they're rehabilitated and they decide they want to take the right path, uh, opportunities are slim. Uh, but I noticed that uh, a lot of uh, agencies, uh, you know, not only here in Shelby County, but around the country are starting to uh, deal with uh, expungement uh, clinics. And my first guest uh, is someone who is uh, dedicated, honestly, to to really, you know, folks getting uh, second chance opportunities. And we'll talk a little bit more about that. She's Shelby County criminal court clerk Heidi Kuhn. She'll join me in just a few minutes. Special election, no, not special election, the election uh, primary uh, starts in full focus, I guess, on Wednesday. The early voting starts on Wednesday and Thursday. Uh, now, there's uh, been a bit of controversy about that because there is only one, just one polling place and the early voting uh, for the first two days, just one. And a lot of folks are kind of upset about that. Starting next week, uh, there will be the rest of 25, 26 more will be open. We're going to find out a little bit more about all of this with the Shelby County Election Commissioner, Linda Phillips, when she joins me a little bit later on in the broadcast. And in the second half hour, uh, I don't know how many of you are aware of the sickle cell disease, sickle cell, um, uh, you know, uh, sickle cell anemia. Uh, it is a, a disease uh, that is primarily found among the African-American community, and it can cause uh, sickness uh, and even death uh, in some instances. Well, we're going to talk a little bit about that uh, in the next half hour with Dr. Patricia Adams-Graves and Dr. Keisha Roach from the University of Tennessee Health Science Center. Uh, they are also going to issue a challenge as Deltas. Uh, they are uh, Delta Sigma Theta Sorority. What's up, Deltas out there? Hello. Hi. How are you? Uh, two of your own are going to be on the show to talk a little bit about this and a, a special awareness challenge that they are issuing to the Delta Sigma Theta Sorority. So, yeah, a lot of fun coming up. Uh, we are about to take our first break uh, and get the show started. And want to say hi to Cheryl Lewis, my sister. She is watching the show right about now. Sarah Gum is also watching. Herman Bird checking us out. And Edward Stanton is uh, watching us as well. Appreciate you and appreciate you wherever you are out there. We're going to take our first break. This is Real Talk Memphis. I am Chip. You know who you are. Quick break. Right back.
If you like real talk, here's a way you can get involved. Do you have a show topic idea or suggestion? Want to be considered a guest or have a guest idea? Then send Chip a message on his Real Talk show page and you can be a part of the Real Talk experience. So as he always says, go out and tell somebody. We'll be right back. This is Clarkwork Keys, co-founder at Crosstown Brewing Company. We are proud to be WYXR's official beer sponsor for 2022. Memphis music deserves Memphis beer. Working with the WYXR team has been an awesome way to support local community radio and foster a deeper connection with music while doing it. Our Instagram and Facebook pages feature all the updates regarding CBC and WYXR's frequent collaborations. Enjoy following along. The River Series is back with three shows this spring, benefiting the Maria Montessori School. It starts April 30th with Greg Cartwright's Welkstall and Aquarium Blood. March 14th, it's Jeremy and the Drip Edges with Tim Prudhomme's Fake. And we'll wrap up the series on June 4th with Mouse Rocket and Ibex Clone. More information and tickets at riverseries.org. This is Anita Ward, here to tell you a bit about my alma mater, Russ College, which supports the music of the Mid-South through its partnerships with WYXR. I've been known for singing since my days on campus, and I continue to sing Russ College's praises. Before you heard me ring my bell, my classmates and I knew another motto, by their fruits ye shall know thee. You can make memories at Russ College, too. For more information on admissions, enrollment, and activities, visit RustCollege.edu. Memphis Listening Lab proudly supports WYXR. They provide a curated collection of music and music history, a forum for music-related talks and performances, and a music education, appreciation, and experimentation space located in Crosstown Concourse. The lab is open Tuesday through Saturdays from 11 a.m. to 5 p.m. You can find out more information on their Instagram page at Memphis Listening Lab or on their website at memphislisteninglab.org. This is Stephen Tate, head brewer at Crosstown Brewing Company. It's my pleasure to design and give life to the tasty beers our customers love so much. Crosstown Concourse is a unique environment and the programming at WIXR reflects the very same independent spirit and ethos that makes our beer special. Cheers to Memphis and great community radio. Enjoy! If you weren't so impatient Brought to you by Crosstown Concourse, offering brand new musical experiences like concerts, live score film screenings, record release parties, weekly music pop-ups, and so much more. For more information, visit crosstownconcourse.com visit. Get Real Talk on the TuneIn mobile app under WYXR, and he's now streaming live on Facebook. And you can also catch a rebroadcast on YouTube. Just put WYXR in the search box and hit subscribe. Now back to more Real Talk with Chip Washington. And welcome back to Real Talk Memphis on this Monday evening. I wanted to let uh, the guest know uh, that uh, we were having a little bit of an issue with uh, the uh, Zoom. But if you put in WYXRFM in lowercase, 
Uh, is that it, folks? Uh, WYXR FM, lowercase, and uh, hit it again. You should be able to uh, connect up. We tried it here uh, during the commercial break, and hopefully, and it worked. Uh, so hopefully it will work for you. Uh, so Heidi, if you're listening, or can you, I don't know if you can hear us or not, but uh, 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 hit, um, just uh, again, WYXRFM, uh, all lowercase, and that should be, that should get you into the Zoom account. And so uh, folks, a little bit later on, uh, Linda Phillips, uh, hope you, hopefully we're sending out, we're sending out information to you all. Uh, to make sure you guys uh, get in here because uh, we got a lot of good stuff to talk about this evening. And, uh, yeah, let me know when she's, uh, if and or when she's in. Uh, if not, we'll uh, maybe go to another quick break and see if we can't uh, figure this out. But uh, we were talking uh, before the break about uh, a lot of uh, folks out here who um, – are looking for second chance opportunities uh, in life. Uh, not everybody is a is a, is a, is a, is a uh, career criminal. Folks make mistakes. Uh, they pay for those mistakes uh, uh, by being incarcerated, uh, and uh, they come out and they want to have a chance to uh, sort of reclaim their lives. They have families. They have children. They have relationships and things like that. And 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 more importantly, they they just want to get back on their feet and have a chance to to work. And to uh, you know, take care of themselves uh, and and everything else that, that that goes along with that. Uh, I see one of one of my guests here is in right now, and I think is that the only one that we see so far. So what we're going to do is we're going to maybe switch the order up here if we can. Uh, and we talked a few minutes ago about uh, the uh, election, the primary election, uh, which starts uh, on Wednesday, early voting. And uh, with me right now is the Shelby County Election Commissioner. Her name is Linda Phillips. Linda, can you hear us? Yes, I can hear you fine. Well, thank you very much for that. And thanks for coming on the show. I really appreciate it. Good to have you. Thanks for having me. Okay, so you know we 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 know that uh, we're getting right into the meat of the uh, uh, the election cycle, the primary cycle, uh, the first um, uh, early voting. Uh, starts on Wednesday, and I believe it's Wednesday and Thursday. Uh, there has been a bit of an issue and a little bit of a controversy in reference to the fact that there is one machine available for the first two days heading into the uh, Easter weekend. Uh, so tell us a little bit about that and uh, what's going to happen after as we start next week. Okay, well, there, traditionally, uh, when Holy Week has intersected the first week of early voting, the election commission, be they managed by Republicans or by Democrats, has never opened all the early voting locations before Easter. Mm -hmm. uh, the law requires us to open one of our offices and be open the entire 20 day period of early voting. Uh, so we are opening the downtown office and uh, it will be open on Wednesday and Thursday. We're closed on Friday, which is Good Friday. Right. And mm -hmm. that's a state holiday. and. We often need assistance from the coordinator of elections office. You know, we have questions during early voting, so we don't ever open when they are closed. We sometimes need their help. Then on Saturday, the non-church locations will be opening. 
uh, and that's an additional five locations. And then on the Monday after Easter, the additional 20 locations, which our churches will be opening for early voting. Okay, so you just said something very important there. On Saturday, uh, which is the day before Easter, there will be an additional five uh, non-church locations uh, open. Is that correct? That's correct. Okay. And then on the following Monday, you'll, you'll open up the, the remainder of the 20. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, you know, after Easter, all 26 will be open. Uh, one of them has changed. We used to vote early vote at the Refuge Church in Lakeland uh, since the construction on Canada Road was finished. That's kind of a hard place to get to. So, we've moved to another church in Lakeland on a more prominent street. How much has the, the redistricting uh, issue uh, caused in terms of, uh, you know, any issues for you all? Because I think, I believe uh, last week, uh, Wednesday, I think it was, uh, you or Thursday, you all had a kind of a, uh, you know, kind of an open house or just a, uh, an informational uh, session uh, to get folks who may have had questions about locations and things like that. Um, but has that, has redistricting played a, a, a major role in this at all or any at all? Well, redistricting happens every 10 years and then voters districts do change. There was a lot of change this year in voters districts because Shelby County lost a house seat. Okay. Um, you know, because of the explosive population growth in Middle Tennessee, uh, more seats were allocated to that area and Shelby County lost one. So a lot of voters had their districts change. And then in addition, we were able with this redistricting to redraw some precinct lines in a more rational way, trying to keep neighborhoods together. Uh, we had a lot of small precincts where literally you've got this curvy street down the middle of a neighborhood and the voters on one side are in one precinct and the voters on yeah. the other side are in the different precincts. Yeah. So that confused voters. So we were able to fix some of that. If you're just joining us, we're speaking with Linda Phillips. She is the Shelby County Election Commissioner. And, you know, as we as we get into this, and I think I read uh, something that you had said, generally speaking, uh, kind of on average, th these are these primaries don't really see a lot of traffic. Is there any indication uh, that uh, we might see an increase in voters this year? Or is it just too early to tell uh, based on, you know, what we've seen in the past? Well, I would really hope, I mean, I, I want voters to vote in every election, but realistically, the county primary in, in mid-years is, is a low turnout election. Um, I, I've not seen a lot of increase. Um, you know, I hope they'll come out. I, I hope that Reverend Fisher can bring a whole bunch of people out because that would inform our decisions for future elections. But based upon the last 20 years, I don't see a lot of folks coming out for this. What uh, what other particular types of challenges that I mean, there are always challenges with every election, um, you know, in every election cycle and every election process, um, you know, that you all had in terms of uh, maybe uh, the number of machines or new machines. Uh, you know, and I know you and the county commission have been going back and forth on some things. What have been some of the more challenging issues as you enter into another election cycle? You know, we always have some challenges finding staff uh, to work the polls. Um, this is a, a largely democratic county and polls are supposed to be evenly matched staffed with the same number of Republicans as Democrats. Mm -hmm. uh, we have a lot of trouble finding Republicans because there's just not as many of them in Shelby County as there are Democrats. So mm -hmm. we're fully staffed with Democratic poll workers. But boy, if there's a Republican out there listening, I'd sure like for you to give me a call. <laughs> 
if uh, if somebody does want to be uh, you know be a part of the uh, the process in terms of being a poll worker or, or, or any other uh, positions, uh, how do they reach out? Well, the easiest way to be to call our election officials department, which is 901-222-6800. They can also visit our website at shelbyvote.com and click on the poll workers tab. Uh, there's information there and an application if that's that's their preferred way of contacting us. Well, thank you for that, and and thank you for coming on the show. Because you know, there's always a, there's always questions in reference uh, uh, to the election process, and I know that that it's always a little bit of a challenge as we get into the the season. But uh, if there is uh, anything that uh, we need to know as we move forward, getting into the general in August. Uh, you are always welcome to come back on this show and, and let us know. And thank you for coming on tonight and uh, kind of clearing a, a, a few things up for us. Really appreciate you having you. Really appreciate having you back on Real Talk Memphis. Thank you so much. Well, thanks so much for having me. I appreciate it, Chuck. Uh, thank you very much. You have a good night. Linda Phillips, uh, the Shelby County Election Commissioner, and uh, joined us and uh, gave us a little bit of uh, information in reference to those of you uh, who are planning on voting. Uh, this is the primary, of course, and she said, generally speaking, we don't see big crowds during the primaries. But look, there are folks out here working hard and they're running. And if they don't get, uh, you know, their hand raised uh, during the primary, they won't get a chance to go to the general. So I'm sure that uh, they would appreciate you going out and exercising your God-given right to vote. Thank you again, Linda Phillips. We're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, uh, I think we're going to have uh, Heidi Kuhn with us. She is the Shelby County Criminal Court Clerk, and we're going to talk about a number of issues, but most importantly, we're going to talk about the uh, expungement uh, program uh, that uh, she is uh, becoming rather well known for. This is Real Talk Memphis. I am your humble host, Chip. We'll be right back. If you like Real Talk, here's a way you can get involved. Do you have a show topic idea or suggestion? Want to be considered a guest or have a guest idea? Then send Chip a message on his Real Talk show page and you can be a part of the Real Talk experience. So as he always says, go out and tell somebody. We'll be right back. This is Anita Ward, here to tell you a bit about my alma mater, Russ College, which supports the music of the Mid-South through its partnerships with WYXR. I've been known for singing since my days on campus, and I continue to sing Russ College's praises. Did you know Russ College and Ole Miss have partnered up to offer the all-new 3 and 2 program? Students interested in engineering can earn two degrees in five years by taking courses on both campuses. For more information on admissions, enrollment, and activities, visit russcollege.edu. Get Real Talk on the TuneIn mobile app under WYXR, and he's now streaming live on Facebook. And you can also catch a rebroadcast on YouTube. Just put WYXR in the search box and hit subscribe. Now back to more Real Talk 
with Chip Washington. And welcome back to Real Talk Memphis on this Monday, April 11th, 2022. Very happy to have you with us and very happy to have my next guest with us as well. Uh, she honestly, you know, is is one who cares about this community and she cares about the people in it. And she has uh, done some very creative and innovative things uh, uh, in her office. And what is that office, you ask? She is the Shelby County Criminal Court Clerk. Her name is Heidi Kuhn. And Heidi, thank you very much again. It's a busy night. and I really appreciate you coming on. Thank you so much, Chip. I, I appreciate the opportunity to come and talk with you today. So, you know, uh, last time you were here, uh, we talked about uh, an expungement event that, 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 that you had. And I know that you have uh, another one coming up soon, uh, you know, as well as uh, another program I want you to talk about. Uh, but mm-hmm. talk to us about uh, the expungement uh, program and how very important it is to give folks a second chance. Absolutely. Well, when I was elected, I made the commitment to really offer people an opportunity for a second chance. And unfortunately, the previous administration did not see expungements as a priority. But from the get go, we decided that we were going to hold expungement clinics. And to date, we have held 15 community expungement clinics and have seen thousands of thousands of individuals and I'm happy to report that we have processed over 4,200 expungements. That's incredible. That, 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 that is a lot of help for a lot of folks out there. But Heidi, it, it tells me that though, uh, just based on the numbers you just shared, there really, mm-hmm. is, a critical, there really is a critical need uh, for a program like this, uh, would you not say? Absolutely. And I know that we talk a lot about the crime in Memphis and Shelby County. And if we are not part of the solution to offer opportunities to individuals to get jobs or go back to school or to get a home, then we are part of the problem. Mm -hmm. And so an expungement offers individuals this opportunity to do so. And therefore, they're able to become productive citizens and taxpayers and that way they don't go back to a life of crime which to me is so incredibly important and when we're looking at it it's not really 42 it is 4200 individuals that we can expunge but it is also 4200 families and communities that we're helping because they're able to provide for their families so it really reaches beyond just the one person we help Lay out the process of, uh, of that, if you will. In other words, if someone, uh, you're having a, an expungement clinic, someone mm-hmm. uh, shows up, uh, lay out the process. Uh, you know, what, what, what goes on there? Well, and let me first say that you do not need to come to an expungement clinic to, to check your eligibility. Okay. They can call the criminal court clerk's office at 901-222-3200 okay. and ask for expungements. And they can also go online at www.shelbycountytn.gov and look at criminal court clerk's office. If they choose to come to a clinic, what we do is we look at their eligibility. So we check their cases. We see if they have cases that that can be expunged, which is one felony, up to one felony and two misdemeanors. Mm -hmm. And as of July 1st of this last year, the felonies expanded A through E. It used to just be E. So someone that may have been, may not have been eligible previously may be eligible now. So we check that, we fill out their form, we send that to the district attorney general's office, Mm -hmm. then a judge signs off on it. 
we receive the information, we call the individual, let them know it's been expunged, and then we upload it to TBI or Tennessee Bureau of Investigations. That typically takes about 30 days. Okay, well, now, you know, you were talking about that, and I was thinking about that, and one of my producers uh, sent me a question when, uh, I guess, uh, uh, from, from, uh, from a listener uh, who found out you were going to be on the show and wanted to find out how you, uh, how you start one of these clinics. Um, it, it, was it Brownsville? Uh, I guess this, this person was from Brownsville and wanted to know, you know, mm-hmm. is, is it just a Shelby County thing? Or can these things be done in, in other counties? Can you expound on that a little bit? or, or, or no? Of course, of course it can be done in any county. Um, I have felt very fortunate because we've kind of been the leader in Shelby County and a lot of different counties in Tennessee have actually adopted our processes. Okay. So we pretty much just put it, you've got to have a system that, that is able to retrieve the information to check the eligibility. Mm. Uh, our system happens to be Odyssey. So you would have to have that. And then you have to have the DA signed on because then they sign off on it. And of course you would have to have a judge. You don't have to have the DA or the judge at the clinic because we have the paperwork and we bring it back with us. Um, but the other thing that's so great, Chip, is that we don't only offer expungements. We have NAACP there that um, does voter registration. And this next clinic on April 23rd at Southwest Tennessee Community College at the Union location, mm-hmm. we are going to have Kroger and Nike and Amazon and FedEx there Job fair, who like will be hiring people on the spot wow. as well. Wow. So it's sort of a one-stop shop. So you can come and you can... You can get your, um, your, hopefully get your driver's license back, get expunged, get a job, and register to vote. Wow, it is. That absolutely is a one-stop shop. Now, I think, uh, it, can you talk to us a little bit about, is, is there another program that you are that you guys are uh, uh, you know, endeavoring to uh, bring to the public a claim program of some type? Can yeah. you expound so on that for us? Calling, yes, it's what I'm calling the settlement solution. So I know that, uh, finances are sometimes a barrier to people getting an expungement. Sure. And one of the things that I was able to do is in July, legislation passed to where clerks had the ability to waive the $100 application fee for the for the um, expungement application. I am the only clerk in the state of Tennessee who has waived that fee. So beyond that, we noticed that a lot of people, you have to pay your fines and fees before you can get an expungement. And Mm -hmm. this is related to your case. You have to settle that debt. So what I implemented was this program called the Settlement Solution to where you can come in and pay 50% of what you owe and your debt can be free and clear. Mm. So if you owe $1,000 on fines and fees, you would have to come in and pay us a lump sum of $500 and then that's all you would owe and you'd be done. It'd be satisfied. So what made you decide to come up with, I mean, that that that, that obviously is a big help uh, in particular <laughs> to a lot of folks who, as you say, uh, you know, may have, uh, you know, uh, bills and fines and things like that that are, right. that are you know, pretty high up there. Exactly. And because that's a barrier to people getting an expungement, because you have to have a zero balance, mm-hmm. we wanted to offer them this opportunity to be able to pay on that. And a lot of people get those collection notices of pay 50% and it's settled. So we figured, well, why don't we implementing implement something like it? Now, of course, there are eligibility requirements for it. It has to be older than five years old. You're um, other debt to society would need to be paid. You'd need to be off probation, things like that. But we have sent out 3,200 letters to 
possible eligible individuals. And we have received so many people coming in, taking advantage of this program. And it's a win-win for us because more than likely we would not have seen or collected this money because mm -hmm. it just goes into debt and it goes into a collection agency and then they have difficulty. But this gives people a chance to pay that money back and actually get something out of it which hopefully results in an expungement. Before I let you go, um, you know, you were talking uh, uh, about as so many people out there uh, who have been helped and who need the help. I would imagine mm -hmm. uh, you have to be very gratified every time you have one of these events. And uh, even if you can help one person, you have helped not just that person, but the entire family. Uh, that's got to be very gratifying, I would imagine. You know, I will tell you, it, the impact that this has made on so many people's lives, it's truly astonishing. I am always amazed that people are so incredibly grateful that they can start over again. Sure. And, you know, my, my slogan is usually just because you have a past doesn't mean you can't have a future. And I truly believe in that. And yeah. I've seen so many people's lives change for the better because they were offered this expungement and the opportunity to get a job and absolutely it's gratifying um, i don't do it for the accolades or the awards i do it for the satisfaction of helping others and making memphis a better place and speaking of that before i let you get out of here uh, congratulations on the uh, 2022 uh being one of the, uh, the, the 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 change agents in this town yeah. uh, change maker uh, one of the one of the chosen few from leadership memphis so congratulations on that congratulations Thank you, yeah. Well, listen, Heidi Kuhn, thank you so much for taking some time out of your very busy schedule. She's got another meeting she goes to, has, has to deal with here, but she was gracious enough to spend a few minutes with us. Heidi, thank you for coming on Real Talk Memphis, and you know you're always welcome, and I really appreciate you. Thank you so much. Appreciate it, Chip. Thank you for the opportunity. Have and thank you to your listeners. Absolutely. Have a, great, have a great night. Thank you so much. Heidi Kuhn, ladies and gentlemen, and you heard that uh, just because you made a mistake doesn't mean you can't uh, have a second chance at life and an opportunity to do better for yourself and to do better for your family. Really appreciate her uh, coming on for a few minutes and talking about this. And listen, uh, you know, these expungement clinics, uh, as she said, are not necessarily uh, irrespective to uh, Shelby County, uh, but uh, other counties uh within uh, you know the area uh you know Haywood County and, and 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 a lot of other counties out here uh who may need to uh who may want to uh be involved in a process like this uh as uh we said earlier uh, Nicole gave me uh, someone who had asked a question about uh how do you start this in another county so if you have any questions about that I would imagine you could uh, count, call the uh, Shelby County Criminal Court Clerk's office and uh, Heidi and one a member of her very fine staff can probably walk you through the process. Uh, before I go to commercial, uh, I want to uh, invite you all to be a part of the Real Talk Memphis Radio Show fans page. And we have about 275 uh, members. Uh, I thank you very much for that. Just, just go to that page on Facebook Real Talk Memphis Radio Show fans page and just become a member. Uh, you know, we have a nice little group there. Now, let me say this. If you just because you're a member doesn't mean you can, you know, I, I, I have a, a thing about doing things the right way. And if you have comments about things or questions or opinions, we do it in a respectful way, in a respectful manner. If you don't 
come at me like that, I promise you, you'll never be able to make, leave a comment and you might be expelled from the group. We don't do things like that. This is real talk Memphis, okay? We handle things uh, proper and in order. So, um, you know, we may disagree to agree to disagree from time to time, but let's do it in the right way, okay? Because we want to make this page something that people can be proud of. I'm going to add content. You can add content. Now, I will tell you this, um, to be fair to everyone, and primarily because the station doesn't allow it, uh, we don't do uh, anything political. And I'm not going to do that on my page either because once you start that, I mean, there are a lot of folks running for a lot of different offices out here, and you want to be fair to everyone in terms of that. Jay Cookie Perry is watching. That's significant to me because that's Jeanette, and uh, she is in Jackson, Mississippi. She finally had time to check us out. Hey, Jeanette, good to see you out here. Let's see who else is there. Darlene Brown is watching as well. Thank you all for being a part of the Real Talk Memphis team. We're going to take our final break. And uh, when we come back, uh, hopefully we're going to have a conversation about sickle cell awareness and a particular challenge to the Delta Sigma Theta sorority. This is Real Talk Memphis. I'm Chick. Chip, we'll be right back. If you like Real Talk, here's a way you can get involved. Do you have a show topic idea or suggestion? Want to be considered a guest? Or have a guest idea? Then send Chip a message on his Real Talk show page and you can be a part of the Real Talk experience. So as he always says, go out and tell somebody. We'll be right back. Brought to you by Crosstown Concourse, offering brand new musical experiences like concerts, live score film screenings, record release parties, weekly music pop-ups, and so much more. For more information, visit crosstownconcourse.com slash visit. The Orpheum's 2022-2023 Broadway season brings you powerful stories and powerhouse performances. Season packages include all six spectacular shows, the opportunity to add two incredible season options, and exclusive VIP perks. Learn more at orpheum-memphis.com. The River Series is back with three shows this spring, benefiting the Maria Montessori School. It starts April 30th with Greg Cartwright's Welkstall and Aquarium Blood. March 14th, it's Jeremy and the Drip Edges with Tim Prudhomme's Fake. And we'll wrap up the series on June 4th with Mouse Rocket and Ibex Clone. More information and tickets at riverseries.org. Shine bright this summer at the Orpheum Theater with summer camps, including Arts Explore, Camp Collaborate, Story Lab, and more. Whether your student loves the spotlight or thrives in the creativity and community of the performing arts, the Orpheum has a way for them to shine. Learn more at orpheum-memphis.com. Hi, this is Anita Ward, here to tell you a bit about my alma mater, Russ College, which supports the music of the Mid-South through its partnerships with WYXR. I've been known for singing since my days on campus, and I continue to sing Russ College's praises. Before you heard me ring my bell, my classmates and I knew another motto, by their fruits ye shall know thee. You can make memories at Russ College too. 
For more information on admissions, enrollment, and activities, visit RustCollege.edu. Real Talk on the TuneIn mobile app under WYXR, and he's now streaming live on Facebook. And you can also catch a rebroadcast on YouTube. Just put WYXR in the search box and hit subscribe. Now back to more Real Talk with Chip Washington. And welcome back to Real Talk Memphis uh, on this Monday. Chip Washington with you. Uh, very happy to have you uh, with us. Uh, we've had some challenges tonight, technically, but that's okay because we're okay as well. So uh, earlier we talked about uh, sickle cell awareness. Sickle cell disease uh, is a disease that inherently uh, affects uh, uh, African-American folks. And I have uh, two doctors uh, on with me now, Dr. Patricia Adams-Graves and Dr. Keisha Roach from the University of Tennessee Health Science Center. And they are both, by the way, Delta members of the Delta Sigma Theta a sorority. And uh, doctors both, welcome to Real Talk Memphis. Thank you. Thank you. Very good. Okay, so listen, uh, uh, as, 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 as we uh, start to proceed forward a little bit here, first of all, uh, uh, tell us about sickle cell, uh, the sickle cell disease, and uh, just some of the traits and, 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 and some of the symptoms that go along with that. Certainly. So sickle cell disease is, is a disorder. It's an autosomal disorder that happens when uh, two parents – um, have uh, a sickle a sickle trait uh, or a sickle um, gene, mm-hmm. and in order for the in order for the child to have full sickle cell disease, they have to receive both sickle genes from each parent, one from each parent. So there are occasions when one parent can have the sickle gene and the other parent does not, and so that means that the parent, they have the trait and the child may end up with trait. And depending on the permutations of what type of uh, sickle genotypes you have really determines if you end up with trait or the, or the disease or completely healthy. But the important thing that we have to get out is uh, for people to understand uh, what their sickle status is and for people to understand you know what it is to have sickle cell and what that means for uh, just your your daily life and daily living and challenges that you that you have or may not have. Moreover, the manifestations of that disease and due to this genetic defect of the red blood cells that carry oxygen all over the body, mm-hmm. if you don't have oxygen, you know you you'll be in trouble. It causes organ damage. But these cells, sickle cells, are very, very sticky, stiff, and they plug up blood vessels. So wherever you have blood flow, you can have a problem. And one of the main problems is pain. So it's a very painful syndrome. Mm -hmm. And it's unfortunate because it's unpredictable and it reverses unpredictably as well. And they may have multiple, many, many episodes over a lifetime. 
and they are mistakenly uh, viewed as drug seekers and drug addicts because they require opiates and pain medicine, especially during those painful events called the pain crises. Mm -hmm. And they also have anemia, inability to fight certain types of infections, yeah. infections mm -hmm. and this baseline inflammation all over the body that creates havoc. So it's a, it's a very uh, difficult uh, condition. Now, we do have treatments, and I'm going to say this to the viewers, over, over 100, 100 years in America, uh, we estimate that there are only 100,000 individuals living with sickle cell in America, millions and millions worldwide, but only 100,000. If you compare that to diabetes, cancer, and other conditions, it's considered a rare disorder, chronic disorder, right? We only had one drug to target the molecular pathogenesis, and it was uh, FDA approved in 1998, and now we have three more. So we we only treat them uh, with supportive care. That's blood transfusions for their anemia sure. and their complications, sure. pain medicines, fluids, antibiotics for infection, and we do now have a few that can undergo a cure, a cure procedure like bone marrow transplant. Yeah. So those are the main things about sickle cell you need to know well, about. Well, that's very interesting. And uh, and, and thank you for, for, for such a detailed breakdown of that. And if you're just joining us, ladies and gentlemen, we were speaking with Drs. Patricia Adams-Graves and uh, Dr. Keisha Roach from the University of Tennessee Health Science Center. And we're talking about sickle cell and sickle cell awareness. And speaking of sickle cell awareness, you all are issuing a challenge to your uh, sister Soros and the Delta Sigma Theta sorority. Talk a little bit about that challenge. It's actually to everyone. Okay. Not Delta Sigma Theta. Okay. Um, so you can be in any organization, any group. And uh, if you... If, and you come together as a group. So if you can be in any of the Divine Nine, any foundation, and you you raise money for the Sickle Cell Challenge. And um, what it does is it provides funding to help the people who are living with sickle cell disease to be able to rehab doctor's appointments, transportation, to um, do unfortunate burial um if they if that's what burial assistance yeah. and yeah. Uh, just many other um, need needs to help meet the needs of people living um, with sickle cell disease so if you're in an organization versus you know if you're in one sorority or another or just in a foundation the links whatever you get bragging rights if you win so that's that's why it's important for you to come together bring together as many people as you can to help uh, raise money for the foundation and to bring awareness to sickle cell real quickly what made you all decide to do this like this well the physical and mental health committee under uh delta all delta uh sorority chapters have that committee mm -hmm. that committee is always targeting uh healthy eating and living in the community, okay? Mm -hmm. And our current chair, chair, Dr. Helen Bedford, wanted to do something to support the Sickle Cell Foundation of Tennessee, which is our 
community-based organizations that provides these social services mm -hmm. that the hospitals and the other medical facilities do not provide, like you know, like Keisha said. Yes. Even unfortunately, burial assistance. But we do travel. We just had to do one uh, from the mid south this this uh, week where she couldn't get transportation, and you know what gas like it is. Yeah. Ooh, so we had to give, you know, give her like a, a some gas cards. Uh, for her to uh, get somebody to bring her from out of town to come in to the center to have a blood transfusion. If she didn't get there, it would have pushed it out two weeks. And in that period of time, she may have gotten sick. So, you know, yeah. the foundation does help with social services. And so the link is the Memphis alumni chapter of Delta Sigma Theta is uh, partnering with the Sickle Cell Foundation of Tennessee, and that's where the funds go. Okay. 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 So okay. We all, yeah. And out of those funds, we also have a scholarship. Oh wow. Uh, that we we inaugurated uh, to a uh, young man from Lausanne uh, who's living with sickle cell. Okay. So, all right. So that scholarship was uh, awarded last week. Well, listen, uh, I'm I'm kind of up against the clock here, but but I want to thank you both for coming on the show. And I also wanna thank you both for what you are doing to help uh, create uh, a real awareness of uh, the sickle cell uh, anemia disease. And uh, of course, uh, nothing but the best in success in terms of the uh, creating the awareness and the challenge that you have issued to any and all out there. Uh, Drs. Uh, Patricia Adams-Graves and Dr. Keisha Roach, Thank you both uh, for coming on Real Talk, and I hope to have you back again down the road. I really appreciate it. Well, but you have to know if they want to donate, yes, they can go to Sickle Cell Foundation of Tennessee mm -hmm. dot org, okay. and they can also there's a barcode. Look behind me. Yes, ma'am. That barcode. We have a, the QR QR code. QR code. Yes, ma'am. Yes, yeah, ma'am. They okay. can use that as well uh, if you look at that behind me. And that is the challenge flyer. So be sure to do a PSA on it now. <laughs> yes, ma'am. Appreciate it. Thank you again. Thank you both for coming on the show. I really appreciate you all. Y'all have a great day. Okay. Thank you so Our much. Pleasure. Okay. Bye bye. Bye bye now. Bye bye. Well, that's a way, a good way to wrap up uh, this uh, edition of Real Talk Memphis. And before, as Lola plays this out, and before uh, I go, uh, you know, I always uh, mention my crew, uh, which includes Jack. And Jack, Jack is actually leaving us uh, tonight. Uh, he is a student at the University of Memphis. And, uh, you know, uh, they are demanding a lot of his time. If and, you like uh, real talk, here's uh, a way no, you that's, can that's, get involved. That's, that's Do you have a show topic idea or suggestion? Want to be considered a guest uh, or have a guest uh, idea? Gremlins uh, everywhere. But anyway, uh, Jack is leaving us tonight. And uh, I just want to say thank you for everything you've done to help us out here. He's been a great board producer. And uh, I expect some big grades from you, man. Good grades from your University of Memphis. So thanks a lot. appreciate that. Uh, for the rest of us here, uh, Lola and, and, and Nicole, and of course me. Uh, thank you all for joining us uh, on Real Talk Memphis tonight. We hope you got some information that you could use. And Lord says, so we will be back here same time, same chair, same station. And maybe we'll do it a little bit better. In the meantime, uh, be a part of the uh, Memphis uh, radio show, whatever the name of the show is. We'll talk Memphis <laughs> radio show fans page. Until next time, I'm Chip. 
Get them out. See you.